where would you rank that Lynx Dynasty era amongst like all Dynasty one. ranks? <laughs> Immediately one. 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 Well, the comments, they was good too. Like they won championships back to back too. So yeah, so I would say the comments and then the Lynx. Okay. And then Seattle and then Vegas. That's a pretty good list. I like the immediate one. There's no, no, yeah. no saying that. Okay. I like that list. It's very respectable. Welcome back to Sometimes I Hoop. I'm your host, Haley Jones. Today, we've got a certified bucket on the pod. She's the all-time leading rebounder at Florida State, 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, three-time WNBA champ, and two-time All-Star. None other than the Dallas Wings veteran and superstar, Natasha Howard. Thanks for hopping on the pod. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, just starting in the WNBA landscape right now, things are heating up. So headed into the playoffs and kind of the second half of the season, which teams are you keeping your eye on? Keeping my eye on right now? Hmm. I already said Atlanta. Y'all been doing a really good job, too. Like, right now, y'all, like, on our bumper right now. So, like, we've got the same <laughs> record. So I'll, right now, I'm just keeping an eye on y'all. No, nah, I agree. We definitely got y'all in Washington. Like, we're all within a game or two of each other. Yeah. So I feel like every time you look at the standings, somebody else is above the other. It's always right. changing. Yeah. So how has the focus or mindset changed as we all head into the second half of the season, you know, it's really solidifying rankings, standings as we head into this playoff time. Uh, everything's going to be different. Like, you know, intensity going to be different, different playbooks, different defense. Everything's going to be completely different coming in the second half, especially like, you know, we got like five weeks until playoff starts. So uh, mm-hmm. everything's going to be more, more dived in, more dissect and stuff. So like, you know, it's going to be completely different from the first half of the season until now. No, nah, I'm with you. It's definitely hard to continue to play the same opponents. And it's like, how do you continue to beat someone? Or like, you're fired up if somebody beat you last time. I think it's it's a really cool dynamic. But with Dallas this year, a lot of people talk about you being the missing piece for Dallas as a whole, just kind of bringing everybody together chemistry-wise with Arike and Satu and you guys just really having just like an extra edge this year. We had a little bit of work. We had to, you know, get the little edges, sharpen the edges real quick. So, but other than that, like everything, everything was just starting to come together more during training camp and also the preseason games and stuff. And like when we finally got our rocks, we were like, okay, well, we can actually focus on the team that we have now and uh, learning each other, what we don't like, what we like. And me coming in, just being the veteran of this team, like I was like, whew, all these Third, fourth year players, like, oh my God, like, uh, I'm like the mother of this team. So everybody, like anything that I say, they listen. And that's the yeah. good thing about me being in the league for 10 years and like having my teammates, they actually listen and buy into what I'm saying and stuff like that to actually help them out to to the next level, to get them better as my teammates, as individuals, as a person as well, too. So, and also, you know, on the court, getting into the next level of winning the championship, showing like this is what it's going to take to win a championship. And everything's been going good so far, like this whole season with me, Rike, and Satu. Like, I can't forget about Tierra, Big T. Like, she's been dominating. That's one thing I'm not going to leave out is Tierra, how she's been since she came back from Turkey. She's been dominating nonstop. Yeah. Without her presence in the paint, me, Ricky, and Satu won't be able to do the thing that we do. That's true. She is definitely a presence down there, offensively and defensively. Right. <laughs> and she she just brings something to the team. And then she you have do. people like Kalani coming in. You have exactly. Crystal, Odyssey, Veronica, just a lot of different weapons. But Satu's having a breakout year. What's it been like firsthand seeing her really come into her own this year? She started out hot and she's been consistent all year long. 
Ah, uh, wow. Satu, Satu, Satu. Like, Satu is, the, is, is an amazing player. Like, mm-hmm. she put the work in day in and day out. She take care of her body. Like, I'm happy that she's my teammate. And, like, just the thing that she does for us to help us win games. And, like, she does the little things. Like, if we need a rebound on the clutch moment, she's there to grab that last rebound and put it back up. Like, just mm-hmm. her worth ethic day in and day out. And, like, how she just take care of her body. Just her using her voice even more now on this team. It's amazing. Like, I'm happy that I'm, I'm her teammate. I don't got to go against her because I know it's probably hard to guard her. It is. Against mm-hmm. other opponents. So she's an amazing person and amazing player and teammate. Yeah, she is. She can do it all. And I mean, she she's, can. Called, she's called a unicorn for a reason. Right. So I know for me here at The Dream, I have some rookie responsibilities and there have been rookie pranks and a lot of welcome to league moments. <laughs> so did you have any moments like that your rookie season? Yes. Uh, with Indiana, uh, we had to dress like old women traveling. I was like, yeah, I ain't doing this. They were like, no, but you have to do it. Like, this is the run of the rookie thing that's been going on on Indiana. I'm like, uh-huh. fine, whatever. So we have to walk around the airport with like these dresses on, purses, little little hats on. I'm like, bro, this is embarrassing. But uh-huh. like, that was one of our little rookie thing that they do for rookies. So I'm like, okay, whatever. That's but hilarious. Was, that, was, that was crazy. Everybody was looking at us crazy. Like, why she got that on? Like, why is she looking like that? Like, I'm like, y'all, this is a, it's not okay. <laughs> nah, they had y'all looking crazy. Right. We already stick out because of the height and people are like, okay, you look athletic. And then you're over here dressed like, grandmas or whatnot i bet you definitely got some looks <laughs> we did people was taking their phones out taking pictures i'm like yeah i know this is not the time i'm ready to take this off now <laughs> i guess we'll take it back a little bit to the beginning days of basketball for you who put the ball in your hands when did you know you realize basketball was for you my uncle greg howard he's the one that put the ball in my hand at the age of 10 even mm-hmm. though i didn't want to play i wanted to be a kid Running uh-huh. around, going to the candy store, buying candy and stuff. <laughs> but he told he would bribe me with money. So I'm like, fine. All right. I spent a dollar on some some candy. All right. So he told me to dribble, 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 dribble up and down the street right here for like a good five minutes or whatever. Dribble with your eyes closed and stuff. Like, and I played with an all boys team, I think my fifth or sixth grade year mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause like in elementary, we didn't have an all girls basketball team. I'm like, I don't care. Me and my best friend, we tried out for the boys basketball team. And we bullied all the boys because I play <laughs> I play with boys growing up, grown men growing up and stuff. So me and my best friend we bullied all the boys on the basketball team, and it was like, yo, like they really good if I could help us out. Yeah, but I didn't start loving the game until I think middle school when I'm my seventh okay. grade year. I'm like, okay, I could do something with this. I was maybe like I wouldn't even I didn't even hit my growth spurt until like high school. I was like, I like the game, like you know, it's fun. People talking about you, you know, mom and dad they're cheering me on and stuff. So it was really fun, and then like. I really dig deep even more with it when I got into like high school. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I'm that good. Like other high schools want me. Like I'm already getting recruits already freshman year in high school. I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. Like I think this could take me somewhere. I think I could like, go to college, be the first person in my family to go to college. I'm like, wow. And I use my talent that God gave me to the stream. And like, I just took full advantage of it. And, and it took me to different colleges and, now I played for Florida State for four years after that. I'm like, this might take me somewhere else that I, I always dreamed about playing in WNBA. And when that dream came true, I was like, wow, this is a dream come true. Like I actually did something that I actually love. So I just gave credit to like anybody, everybody that was in my corner from day one until now that's still helping me out, that's still pushing me as a player and as a person. So kudos to those that helped me out right now and before. I mean, that's amazing. 
kudos to Uncle Greg for bribing you to get into it right. because <laughs> I mean, look at where it's taken you. It's yeah, it's amazing to you know be the first one in your family to go to college and just create this different life. Um, that's really special. And I mean, to be start getting recruited your freshman year in high school, that's crazy. That's, that's yeah. young. <laughs> so, I mean, what was that process like for you? Did you expect to get recruited? Like you knew you were good. You're already killing all the dudes around, like you're a hooper, <laughs> but how did you, you know, end up deciding Florida state? How did that all come about? I didn't want to be close to home anymore. Like mm-hmm. it was cold. I was tired of the cold. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to go somewhere where it's like nice, warm, always warm, you know, rains here and there. But uh, Florida State Academic was top five in the country at uh-huh. the time and stuff. And their basketball team was really good. Coach Johnson was like, oh, my tell, like, yo, you need to come to FSU. We really need you. Da, da, da. But more than none, they were just saying things about like how they could help me out, like after college and stuff. Like till this day, me and Kosu are still like this we are still close i call yeah. her like my third mom and stuff <laughs> if i need her she'll be there for me and stuff mm-hmm. so with all of that like i just want to be somewhere warm somewhere different when it was time for me to go to go off to college and that's the reason why i chose florida state because academics and uh and what they said about how they're going to treat me when i'm done with playing with them so uh, that's the reason why overall that's the reason why i went to florida state you know, having that holistic point of view, when you look at your college experience, it's not just going to be basketball. I know for me, it's the people that you're around heavily impact the type of experience you're going to have to still be in contact with your coach this many years later, you're still going to be there, this and that. I think that's such a special bond. And I mean, you were the highest recruit in program history. How was Florida State once you were there? Like, did you love it? How was it playing in ACC, having a coach like that? Like when you look back at Florida State, what was some of your best experiences that you may have had there? Everything was good. Like everything was amazing. Like how I thought it was going to be. Don't get me wrong. Like your freshman year, it was hard. Like time management, that was hard. Like waking up at eight o'clock in the morning for class. I'm like, bro, I don't know if I could do this. I called my dad. I said, dad, I'm ready to go home. I don't know if I could (laughs) do this or not. He was like, he was like, girl. You work this hard right here to get to where you at. You better use that education. Don't let it use you. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I got you. So with all that said and stuff like that, I pushed myself, kept pushing myself. You know, like just like I had amazing teammates. I talked to some of them now until this day. Stepping a foot on Florida State campus, I was like, wow, this campus is beautiful. Like the people, head coach, other like all the staff and stuff like that, it was really good people. Overall, like basketball was good. Like it sucked that we always moved in the second round in the NCAA tournament and stuff, <laughs> but I had a good experience. Like, you know, family was really across from Florida State. So I learned the ins and out about more about black history, more like mm-hmm. our culture a little bit more. So it was good. It was really good to uh, be a part of the Knowles family to this day right now. So it was really good. And I keep in contact with Coach Brooke too. She did a phenomenal job with Florida State. They mm-hmm. went to the... Well, when Kosu was there, I think they went to the Elite Eight at the time. I was like, wow, Florida State is really doing doing something. They do, now they're doing Coast, their thing. Mm-hmm. They're doing their thing. I'm like, okay. Then, then Coach Brooke got there and she took the coaching job. I'm like, okay, they're doing good. Bringing in new new players from transfers and stuff like that. So, so far, Florida State has been doing a really good job putting, putting Florida State on the map. Yeah, they have. I mean, they've been doing a great job recently. I know Tanaya Latin had an amazing season last year. Oh, National yeah, she did. That was she so did. exciting to watch. It was. I went to like I went to a game last year. I think it was in December. I went. I was like, wow, this girl's really good. I've seen her in person. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, she's good. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, everybody better keep eye on her. She she gonna be the next number one draft pick in the WNBA in what 2020 something. I don't know, but <laughs> 2020 <laughs> whatever. They better watch out. She's really good. Like she's she's a beast. I think she was a sleeper too. Like a lot of people weren't really talking about her. And then all of yeah. a sudden here she is getting 30 balls left and right, going absolutely crazy, which was amazing. Right. I seen it pop up on my Instagram story. I'm like, who is this girl? Like she uh-huh. dropping 30, 25 consistently every <laughs> game. I'm like, okay. Everybody says she's she gonna be the next you. I'm like, it's only one me, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm as many as only one me. But exactly. Her potential is is, is there. Yeah. I feel like just the college landscape as of recently has gotten so just filled with talent across the country. Like, I feel like in years past, it was kind of you had the same schools getting the final four every year. You had the same idea of players. But recently, the talent has been spread out across the country. And that's translating over to the league, how every Mm -hmm. team, you're never going to have an easy night. If you don't show up and you're ready to compete, you're going to get beat. And so just seeing the level of women's basketball rise over the years has definitely been insane. I actually have like the class last year and this year, like it's been a lot of talent. I'm like, wow, these girls good. Like these girls, these girls dunking. I'm like, hey, but you, you dunking? I'm like, nah, I ain't dunking. Uh-uh. My them years over with. I ain't dunking. But like, I'm like, wow, some really good talent coming in. I'm really proud of what the WNBA is doing right now, bringing in a lot of young players to expand the lead even more, mm-hmm. showing like all this amazing talent that. Everybody been missing out on, like, you know, but I'm just happy that we bringing in good talent and bringing other players from overseas into the league, too. Like, so that's a really good thing about the WNBA, how they branching out to bring other international players and stuff in. Yeah, 100 percent. I know there was just like looking at scouting reports in this year. I'm like, oh, wow. Like or even last year, I think it was Rebecca. She was on Chicago and it was like first year in the league, but she's been out of college for 10 years. And it's just there's so much talent. You know, there's only 144 roster spots. And then you think of all these players playing overseas. They get a chance. All of a sudden, they're coming in. They're making an impact, this and that. The talent is just so crazy when I think about it. Like, in college, there's super teams nowadays. LSU is just making a super team down there in Baton Rouge this right. year. So what do you think about – it's kind of free agency in the transfer portal nowadays, which I, it did not used to be like that. My time, yeah, Never. <laughs> no, y'all, like, yeah, this is a whole different thing that y'all getting NIL deals and stuff. Like, why well, ain't had that meet when I was there? I was a broke college student. Like, dang, all of a sudden, y'all making y'all, y'all make a ton of money by doing stuff like that. Like, because y'all talented, what y'all bring to the table on and off the floor. So that's a good thing. And, and I feel like that's what the WNBA started to do more. It's like, see our talent on the floor, but also off the floor, too. So, but college, y'all, y'all on another level. Like, yeah. college play, y'all on another level. Yeah, I mean, NIL is, was crazy. I had it the past, the last two years of my college career, and it really changed a lot. I know at Stanford, it didn't change a lot of things landscape-wise because people are always going to go for the academics. But yeah. at other schools, you know, they're creating collectives, this and that. You get a signing bonus, whatever it may be. It's, right. it's insane. But I think it, we wouldn't have gotten those things without people like you and everybody else, like trailblazing the way for the coverage mm-hmm. that we get, the age of social media, which is popping off. But I mean- You've been in the league. You've won three championships, which is iconic. You have three rings. I want some of those. And like your 2017 championship run with the Lynx. What was that dynasty like? Because I grew up watching y'all and it was amazing to watch, but you were a part of it. So what was that like? It was amazing. Like just having Sylvia Fowles, Rebecca Brunson, Maya Mm -hmm. Moore, Simone Augustus, Lindsay (laughs) Whalen. 
the list just goes players, on. Like, the list just goes on. Like, everybody on our roster was so good. That year right there, it was really good, though. Like, you know, be a part of, like, history, you know, people that are going to be in a Hall of Fame and stuff like that. That was mm-hmm. really cool to play, like, actually play with them, though. Not play against them, but play with them. And also, like, you know, just learning from them and... Also having that inner dog that you probably never had, like, you know, that you thought you had. And it came out like with me playing with Minnesota, like it actually came out. I was like, wow, like I know I had this inner dog in me, but like it was just a, a cool thing to actually win a championship there. Like like the things that I contribute to the team, like defensive wise, I didn't really care for offense, but defensive wise, I was like, I did some to like help us win this champion, like to win. I was like, wow, like this is really good. This is amazing. I was like, like I never knew I was going to win the championship when I got into the league. I'm like, Okay, I just want to get better. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. grow my game and stuff. But like, I was like, wow, I actually did it. I actually won a championship with some amazing Hall of Fame players. I was shocked. I'm like, did we really win a championship? I was like, wow. Then the next year when I seen that rank, I'm like, damn, this bad boy heavy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's tough. heavy. But yeah, it was nice. It was fun. Like that year was so much fun. Like even though in 2016 we lost against LA, even mm-hmm. a, a shot clock violation, but. Anywho, but like that right there mowed us to to dominate the whole season. I think we lost more like two or three games the whole season. Like that year, like we all had a chip on our shoulder right there. Mm-hmm. And we came out with anybody came in our way, like like just, You're getting just it. get out of our way. Yeah, I'm getting it. You get out of our way. Like we were blowing teams out by like 23 points and stuff like that. Like it is what it is. So that memory right there was really good. It was fun. My ring somewhere put up, I don't know, in my house, I think somewhere put up. But yeah, mm-hmm. that year was fun. I mean, it really sounds like y'all went on a revenge tour and you completed the mission. I mean, you talked about you had more of a defensive role on that team. You're playing with icons of the game, really. Like when you start listing who is on your team, it's like the list never ends. It's just and then even off the bench, people like you coming off the bench is crazy. And so what do you think that championship season? What was the biggest thing that you took away or learned from being a part of a team like that? don't take anything for granted that's one thing i i learned a lot like uh brunson told me don't don't take anything for granted and mm-hmm. uh do the little thing that nobody expects you not to do like she said like rebounding and stuff because a lot of like she's she was a good rebounding player and stuff like that even though she didn't put up a lot of points on the offensive end but like she impacted the game with defense and rebounding on both ends of the floor and that's what she told me like you have so much talent that you just don't know yet but mm-hmm. when it started coming out you're gonna see like this is what i've been telling you since day one since you got here and stuff. So I'm like, okay, like now I get it. I'm like, oh, I didn't get that until like maybe like fifth or sixth year in the league. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what you've been talking about. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you're like, well, I wish this clicked sooner. But that was just your first championship. Then you had 2018 and then you guys won. And then you went back to back with different teams, basically, which is yeah. <laughs> kind of insane how that worked out. But you know, what was that like? How does that run? compare it all to the previous year you had with the Lynx? I feel like in the 2018, I came in, I'm like, I'm like, we're going to win a championship. I keep having a vision. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, we're going we're gonna to win a championship. But that year right there, it was like special because mm-hmm. I worked so hard. I've been patient and I was just waiting for my time to get a starting spot. And I actually got a starting spot mm-hmm. and I just worked day in and day out. And like that right there, that 2018 championship was I'll call that that's my baby right there. That's my baby right there for real because I feel like I gave so much in 2018 to get that championship and yeah. stuff. And actually, I actually contributed so much than what I did in 2017 and mm-hmm. stuff. But 
like that 2018 that like that moment was really special for me i got thing i boohoo cried and stuff i'm like wow like another championship like wow like this is something like a lot of players don't get like you know winning back-to-back championships and stuff like that so i was like wow like this is a blessing like and like me contribute to offense and defense and stuff like that getting the starting spot doing what i need to do for my team to get to the championship and also winning the championship with them so it was like i don't know it was just I don't know, it's kind of speechless, but like it was, I don't know. But yeah. It was your baby. That, it was, that was my baby. baby. That was my baby. That's my baby. So yeah. yeah. I mean, you mentioned you took on a different role in Seattle that year in 2018. So, you know, how did you have to change your mindset, understanding that you're taking on a new role? You know, this team needs different things and more from you. So what was that like? Did you, you know, work out on different things? Was it having conversations with your new teammates, your coaches? You know, how did you come into your own that year in Seattle? Uh, well, Dan, he used to coach my dad mm-hmm. in uh, college. So me and him had a little good connection and stuff. Like, he was like, I know your dad, you know, ain't your dad Anthony? I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. He was like, like I coached him. Like, <laughs> any, everything that you do, you remind me of him and stuff like that. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, I'm like, cool. I'm like, all right. So, and then like me and Stewie played in, uh, I think in Russia too, at one point and mm-hmm. stuff. And I told Stewie, I said, I said, yeah, I want to play with you. Like. I really want to play with you. Like, I always wanted to play with Sue Bird, the way she passed the yeah. ball and stuff. So coming in and stuff like that, I kind of want to take the weight off of Stewie because, like, her couple years she's been in the league, she had to play, like, do everything on her own. Yeah. And my thing is to come in and, you know, take some of the weight off her shoulders and stuff. Like, my thing is to guard the best post players and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mindset, I'm like, all right, I'm this small. They paid me, but right, I'm going to use my quickness, my athletic ability on them. So, like, just coming in, like, I feel like I've been with the team for years the way we connected already mm-hmm. during training camp and when the season started and stuff, I'm like, wow. Like, everybody was like, it's like I've been together for years. I'm like, no, first year coming in with them. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, everybody else, four, three, five years with them. So that, that right there was incredible how we all glued in, like how we matched together and how we kind of learn each other, what each other like, what they don't like. So that right there was fun. Like, you know, that year with them, it was I played three years with them, but like that year right there, 2018 was incredible. Yeah. I mean, it sounds special and it seemed seamless. And I think for superstars like you, Sue, Stewie, to all come together and just like figure out how you can all get the best out of one another while still doing the best, you know, things that you do best. And so I think that's what makes great teams. And that's why you guys won is because you were able to play off each other's strengths and this and that. And it says a lot about who you guys are as people, you know, it's give and take. You may not take every shot or do everything, but you can find where you fit. And it seemed like even the next year in 2019, things came together even more for you when you had that huge season, defense player of the year, all-star, first team WNBA. So was there adjustments that you made in the off season or was it really just, you know, settling more into Seattle, more into who you are as a player? Uh, just more during the off season, just literally focus on my mental. Also, you're working on the things that I wasn't really good at, just shooting threes. I wasn't really consistent with. And like my mid game to post game mm-hmm. was unbelievable, incredible. Like, you know, I don't need, really need to work on that. I was just more of shooting and stuff. I was more critique on like, just focusing on more than anything else. And I mean, when during that season did you realize I'm out here hooping right now? I'm killing. Y'all can't guard me. Like, when did that come into effect? I knew Stewie was going to be out because she had Achilles issues and then Sue Bird had surgery on her knee. So I'm like, damn, I got some shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got some some big shoes to fill. And I like, I took that role. When I took that role, I'm like, 
I'm going to show with people what I could actually do, have my name out there ringing even more than what it was and stuff like that. And everybody was like, wow, like, I didn't know Natasha Howard could play like that. I didn't yeah. know she could do that. I didn't know all this, all of that. So I'm <laughs> like, so I'm like, see, like, I've been holding it back. Like, you know, I've been holding it back. And I'm like, all right, let me just spread my wings a little bit more. Let me see. I just took over. Like, I don't know. It was like a, I don't know. I feel like I was just floating out there. Like, anything that I did, like, I feel like nobody can stop me. I'm like, wow, like. I feel like I was LeBron James out there, like, like get out of my way, like I'm coming through, get out of my way, like yeah. big body bands coming through, watch out, like that's how I felt every every night that I I played, even in practice too. Big body bands coming through, you can't guard me. <laughs> I mean, at, I mean, right. at that point, what what can you do? You're not even thinking about it; it's just happening, which is the best. Yeah. It's the best way to play when you're not even thinking. Yeah, I wasn't thinking at all. Like it was just everything was just flowing. Yeah. I was, uh, everything was just flowing. And I mean, you mentioned talking about wanting to play with Sue, and so you played with Sue for three years. What was that like getting to play with one of the greatest point guards of all time? Her court vision, her leadership, all those different things. It was fun. Like like having a point guard that had eyes behind her head. I get the rebound, throw it to Sue. I'm sprinting out of court because I know <laughs> if I'm gone, she's going to throw it up there. Yeah. And stuff like that's the good thing about having a good point guard that's vocal, that's a good leader, that's a good point guard, like having like all in one, like it's stress free. Like you don't gotta worry about nothing. Just listen to what she had to say. Like she ran the floor. Like she was the head of the snake for us. And like she made sure that everybody was on their peace and cues. Like she she put me in my place one time. I'm like, okay. Got you. Like, like, but yes, it, like, it was coming from the heart, though. But it was like coming from a good place. So I'm like, all right, I got you. So like, just having that type of point guard like that, it was amazing playing with her. Like, she did an uh, incredible job in the league for 15 years. She's been in the league, so like, that's the goal. And I mean, so then you had one more year with her. You guys moved into the 2020 bubble. I imagine came with a lot of different struggles and just craziness in the bubble, not even to mention the social climate at the time. So, you know, you guys came out winning, but how did that season go for you playing in the bubble? It was stressful. It was kind of depressing yeah. a little bit. Like, I ain't gonna lie, it was depressing. We couldn't see our family and our friends and stuff like that. It was doing COVID. But at the end of the day, like our team, like we always hang out with each other. We have a good time with each other. So we, us hanging out with each other kind of like, made the days months go by fast and stuff so it's like that's the thing about our team like we we was close like we spent all day with each other and stuff so like but at the end of the day we all came with a mindset like hey we understand this is the bubble like we know we're not going to see our friends and family and stuff like that but our mindset our focus should be on winning the championship in the bubble and that's what we all did and we all came together and we're like y'all like we got one goal and and we were like, all right, we bought into it. And that's and that's what happened. We came out being champions in the 2020. It's hard to do. The bubble was hard. I mean, we had our collegiate bubble, but it wasn't anything like what you guys had to do. Being locked oh, yeah. up in that hotel, not seeing the friends and family is insane. But to hear that you guys were a team that was able to grow closer because of that, right. I think is an anomaly. Because I know even for our season, some teams, that made you break apart. Not everybody got along and that's right. you know, led to downfall. But I think it just speaks to, you know, do you think that bubble allowing you guys to get so close just on a personal level? You know, the chemistry is going to build this and that. How much do you think that added to that championship run? Oh, absolutely. Because some of us stayed in hotels, some of us stayed in the houses and stuff. So like that actually brought all of our bonds together. We actually knew each other even more than what we know them besides basketball. And that's mm -hmm. a good thing right there. We always open it up to express like, you know, I came like our background and stuff. So that was good to actually like me to actually know every single one of my teammates 
So I was like, wow, I didn't know that about you. But now I do now. Like, okay, that's good to know, like, what your pet peeves and stuff like that. Things, mm-hmm. things that you like, things that you don't like, things that irritate you. Like, I want like, I want to know, like, so I won't do it or, you know, so stuff like that. It was really fun. Like, it was fun. That was that. Yeah. That was fun. So that was your last championship so far. That's the most recent one that you've had. So out of your three chips, can you say which one has been your favorite championship? 2018. 2018. 2018. That yeah. was my guess with the baby. 2022, but like, I'll, I'll, to more than none is 2018, hands down, 2018. Yeah, I mean, so. we already established that's your baby. Yeah. So I would, I would hope it would be 2018. Yeah, 2018 for sure. Okay. So moving back into this season a little bit, you guys have been killing it in Dallas, making noise. It's coach's first year, this mm-hmm. and the third. But this is your fifth team over this, all the seasons that you've been a part of the league. So what's that experience been like adjusting to new players, new coaches, new coaching styles, moving cities? How is that different experience all those different times you've had to change? Part of the job, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you like you might be with a team for a lifetime. Like you, you might, you, mm-hmm. you might not. So my thing is like you have to just readjust, get your mind, turn your mind to a different page and stuff like that, and just get ready to like. Okay, for example, when I was with New York, I was like, okay, I'm about to be with New York for you know, I'm about to retire here and stuff like that. And next, you know, oh, I got traded. I'm like, dang, that sucked. But at the end of the day, I had to turn that switch on. Okay, like. My fiance, them live in Mississippi. Cool, I'm mm-hmm. closer to my family. I got family that live in Dallas too, so I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it ain't no big deal. So, uh, and also having a new head coach here, like, I was like, she was the defensive coach for LA. Now she's the head coach. I'm like, Jesus. So, how this stuff gonna look? How is this gonna be? Like, I'm, yeah. I barely know any of my teammates here besides Enrique and Satu and stuff like that. I'm like, hmm, are we all gonna get along? Are we gonna match together and stuff like that? Is our game gonna? be the same like how we gonna play put all this talent together all in one Mm -hmm. i'm like huh i'm like okay that's when the leadership to start kicking in i'm like all right cool and that's when coach hopped on like you know like we're gonna do things different and stuff like that the different terms that she used i'm like what like i'm like i don't what do you mean everything that she said for defensive wise like pink pink is i ain't about to say it because i ain't about to take our defensive schemes either so but like pink is like Breast cancer because her, her mother had yeah. breast cancer. That's when she called like one of her, like one of our defensive schemes pink because her mother mm-hmm. had breast cancer. And she battled for so long and stuff. That's why she called it pink. I'm like wow, like she has so many terms and the reason why she called this this and that. I'm like oh, okay, cool, that's real cool. But uh, you know, I, I used to have to like wrap my head around everything real quick. So I was like, this is my fifth team. I'm used to it. Like. It's going to be my fifth and last team. I'm not getting traded no more. Like, I'm retiring somewhere. Like, I'm not, no. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, like, I was like, hmm, that's a new, a new chapter, new journey in my life, something different. I'm down south, never been down south before. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Like, I'm about to play with one of my old teammates, Enrique. I'm like, cool. Like, everything's going to be cool. Everything's going to be smooth sailing and stuff. But, like, everybody, when I came, everybody had open arms for me. And that's yeah. one thing I liked about Dallas, they like, brace me with open arms, like, and like this is the reason why I call Dallas my home. Like, this is my new home, my new home now. Like, I'm comfortable and stuff. I'm, I was kind of looking for a new house. I was looking for a house here. So, overall, everything's been good here. And like the organization, I love it. They love me. The fans love me. I do a lot of you know community stuff out here. Like seeing like kids going to camps, having like smiles on kids' faces and stuff like that. 
which is amazing. It's what you know you wish for going to a new place. It's a little nerve wracking, but you know you play with a lot of amazing players over your career. And this is probably going to be a tough question, but if you could create a starting five of any of the players that you've played with, who would it be? Point guard, Subert,、mm-hmm. center, Sylvia Fowles, the three. I'll say Maya Moore,、mm-hmm. the four, me. Yeah, and then I'm I'm missing a shooter.、Mm-hmm. Hmm. I say Stewie. She can shoot the ball. Okay, that's a tough five. That's a tough、okay. five. I would respect that. That's a good choice. <laughs> Something that's been getting talked about a lot across the league is talking about expansion and where the WNBA is going to grow from here. The growth of it, right? But I know some people are talking about they're for it right now. Let's do it. Others are talking about you know figure out what we have going on, issues that we have right now with charters、mm-hmm. and this and that. Figuring that first before expansion. Where do you kind of land on that issue? My thing is like we've been having issues with chart like flights for the longest since I got in the league to be honest, and that's going to take process right there to get that going. But with Adding new teams and stuff like that, I think that would be a good thing because there's a lot of talent out here、mm-hmm. that's not being seen. Like I feel like we need to have more roster spots, and it's so crazy. Like a lot of people, like man, like the WNBA. That's the reason why nobody don't really play in the WNBA. That's why they play overseas more because roster spots and it's not enough teams. And like,、mm-hmm. I feel you. Like as a union, like we trying to do a lot of stuff right now and stuff. Like we trying to get a team and. The Bay, like we're trying to get the team in Canada. Like when I think Minnesota and Chicago played, that was sold out. Yeah, our game should be like that every single night, not just only when we play in Canada for what I think was a preseason game.、Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be in Canada; it should be in every state that we play. And a lot of people have been harping on that too about like it's just crazy how that game got sold out. But like when we go to Chicago and we go to Indiana or something like that, their games is not sold out. Like I feel like we need to expand the lead a little bit more, have at least two or three more teams. Like bring the Houston Comets back, bring I think it was like a Miami team. I don't know what it was called, but like like bring、yeah. those teams back that actually did a lot and stuff for the WNBA. Like bring those teams back instead of trying to like make other teams and make new names. Bring the team that was already here. Bring them back. To be honest, yeah, because I mean the fan base is already there, right? Exactly.、Like、people are waiting for it to come back, especially like a team like Houston. I'm sure、exactly. they would highly welcome a team coming back. Right. So. I mean, I haven't thought about bringing back an old organization. I've only thought about like creating one out of scratch. But I guess it it does make more sense to. I mean, they're established. They already know how it runs. This and that. You've already got the city. So I mean, I think I agree. There's so much talent to fill up another team. It's just figuring out all the logistics behind it to make it work because、exactly. you want to make it work. Like the longevity of it. You know, you don't、mm-hmm. just want to have one come in and then it's like, oh, not working. Gotta go. Right. Right. That team fold now. What are we gonna do? Like、yeah. we tried our best to expand teams, but teams are folding. Like we'll see. We'll see from years to come. So. And I feel like it's it's the time too because coverage of women's sports has been growing like at an insane、yes. rate, and fans are becoming more and more invested in the game. Like we saw in Canada or even at our games, like we have a lot of fans across、oh, yeah, the、yeah. league, and I think it's really exciting to see. But what are some of the ways that you've seen coverage get better over the years? I'll say commercial wise, like we always own commercials. Yeah. Even during the off season too, like because I think last season somebody brought it up, like like when we not in season, I feel like we still need to brand ourselves on commercials and stuff. Even、mm-hmm. though our season I haven't even started yet, I think we need to kind of keep pushing ourselves out there on every social media platforms and TV magazines, or like anything that you see, you like you see the WNBA, 
Like you see the WNBA, you see this phase, you see that phase. Like you see yeah. the WNBA anywhere you turn. You do a whole 360, you see the WNBA. And I feel like they've been like they've been doing a good job with that uh, branching us, putting us out there even more, branding the WNBA more. So um, that part right there, they they've been doing a good job right there doing the off season. They've been doing that. So and um, social media has been incredible. Like everybody's always on their phone. So mm-hmm. like, why not just like you know put everything on social media? That's what the young kids be on, we be on like. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think the commercials are huge. I think having them running, like, especially like as the college season ends, oh, yeah. really pubbing the league because a lot of people are like, oh, like college season's over, I have to wait for women's basketball. No, you don't. Like the league is starting up right. where all the college girls go, where all the icons are playing right now. I think commercials are huge, like playing during off season, NBA games, whatever it may be, just like pubbing the league. I think he's done a really good job and like social media gives you access to who we are, right? Like we all have different things that we're interested in. So then fans can connect with who we are. And then they're like, I want to watch her play. Oh, I thought she was funny on TikTok. I want to go watch her game. Oh, I saw like this cool picture. And so it just gives you a different way to feel connected to your favorite players, Mm -hmm. which I think is really special. But so our last section to wrap this up is the vibe check and it's going to be rapid fire answers. Guests are always different. Some people are true rapid fire. Some people hit me with some ums. I don't know. And some pauses. So I'll give you some grace if you need some time with some of these questions. (laughs) Got you. Okay. First question. I hope, I hope you saw all of our draft fits this year. Who was the best dressed at our, this year's draft? Uh, don't be mad at me, but I say Zai Cook. Her dress was nice. Hers was good. Hers, her dress. Hers when she nice. came out, we were like, "Dang, that's fire." Her dress was nice. I ain't gonna lie. Her yeah. dress was nice. Who's the best dressed in the league? Uh, me, Enrique, Copper, mm-hmm. um, Courtney. Yeah, that I've seen so far. Okay, <laughs> those those are good picks. What's the drill that you never want to see on your practice plan? Three man weave. Oh, universal. That's a no. <laughs> no Amen, we. Yeah, that's a no. Would you rather a game winning shot or a game winning block? A game winning block. Okay. And one or three pointer. Three pointer. Okay. Toughest place to play in the W. Connecticut. Oh my God. It gets so loud in there. <laughs> so loud. And I feel like I'd never see outside whenever I'm there. Yeah, so exactly. What's your go-to trash talk line? I don't have one. Okay. I don't really have one either. I'm not really I like my game speak for so so. Who's the biggest trash talker in the league? Mabry. Oh, I'm with you. I'm Mabry. with you. I've heard some <laughs> I've heard I've heard. Um, who is the hardest player to guard? Who's the hardest player to guard? Um she that's a good one. Um I'm gonna say you be guarding a lot of good. I'll be guarding a lot of good people. <laughs> you always be so, guarding uh, like the power forwards, and there's a lot of tough ones in the league. I'll say Asia. Okay, yeah, she's got a lot. Of she's that. a lefty, so it's kind of hard to guard a lefty sometimes. But like her, Asia. Okay, okay. Um, who's got best handles in the league? Chelsea Gray. Yeah, insane. Yeah, hands down. Okay, could be controversial here. Who's the biggest flopper in the league? Uh, Kelsey Plum. Okay, okay. Kelsey Plum, that girl be <laughs> flopping. <laughs> she be trying to get them calls. She, she do, but calls. she get them. She, she do. Get them. She do. What's your biggest basketball ick? When I'm not sweating, I don't like nobody touching me. Ooh. I don't like that. If I'm not sweating yet and you owe me, like our practice flat, I'm like, bro, get off me. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, can I get a towel, please? I don't like that. If and I'm what? not sweating yeah. yet and you're sweating on me, no. 
Mm-mm. I don't like that. It's something about practice players always be so sweaty. So I'm sweaty. like, bro, why are you sweating? We haven't even done that yet. Exactly. It'd be wild. Like, <laughs> Who's your goat? Who's my goat? Mm-hmm. I'll say my mother's my goat, to be honest. Sorry, my mother. Oh, I love that. So. Okay. And our last question here is, what's your best impersonation of Coach Trammell? Uh, I think I said it before. Uh, ooh, how she said, um, I get so excited, make me want to chest bump you. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, she'd be like, I'm so excited, make me want to chest bump you. Do she ever chest bump y'all? Yeah, she did. She chest bumped me one time. I'm like, whoa, you Coach, did. okay. Oh, okay, like, that's, that's a lot right there. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, Coach, cool it. Th- thanks for love. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Natasha, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, it's been amazing. And thank you to everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Sometimes I Hoop. Okay, also, Natasha, fun fact. I was just told the other day, I think somehow we're related, maybe cousins somehow with the Howard Hill or something like that. All right, what's up, cousins? I I was told. I was like, all right, cool. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to Sometimes I Hoop. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Haley.Jones, that's no I in Haley, and three S's in Jones, to get all the Sometimes I Hoop content. You can also watch the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Thanks again for all your support. The Players Tribune dot com.